Hey everyone, and welcome to season two of Death in Cambodia, Life in America, a podcast where I sit down with my father, Robert Chow, a survivor of one of the biggest genocides in modern history, the Khmer Rouge. He escaped to America with 10 bucks in his pocket and built a distributing company, one of the largest donut distributors in the U.S. How exactly did a poor, starving boy from Cambodia build an empire and achieve his American dream? I'm Dorothy, his daughter, and your host for today's episode. Let's dive in. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Death in Cambodia, Life in America. Last episode, Robert has made up his mind. He has decided nobody's convincing him otherwise. He is taking his life up and he is driving a car down to Los Angeles, where a, a big city. He wanted to experience something new and something fresh and he was single and he wanted to just throw himself into a brand new world. Um, he's got an uncle who's out there who works at a donut shop and not that he operates and that's all that he really knows. He's going to try to make it in a big city. Good for him. And you know what's really funny? When I was recording that part, I it's really, really strange when you see like parallels between yourself and your parents. Like I remember feeling that exact same way when I graduated high school and graduated college. And I was like, I'm gonna move to New York like every other person <laughs> in the US uh, after they graduate college. And I just, it's funny when you see parallels like that, because all of a sudden you realize that maybe your parents were just like you and they're human. (laughs) Strange. So you were on your way to LA. Um, How did you figure out how to get there? Uh, There's no plan to look at the map. I mean, you know, from AA, uh, AAA. (laughs) Oh, okay. AAA to have a map. And then, you know, we just follow that map. Yeah. And uh, I contact my uncle first and where to meet me because I no way I can find his apartment. Mm. So uh, the only thing I do, I did uh, just drove to Santa Ana, uh, just about around that areas there. Right. And uh, call him. And uh, You didn't have a cell phone at the time, did you? Uh, no. He's going to have to stop the car and, Used the quarter. And to, use a payphone. Used the payphone. Yeah. Yeah. What a different world it was back then. Oh, it was a completely different world. But it was happy. I mean, you know, we didn't know any, we didn't have, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. That's the way it was. That's the way it was. Yeah. So you called him. Call him. And then uncle, he didn't speak any word of English. Mm. How are we going to find me? Now he keep telling me, you go to uh, 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 McDonald's. I said, McDonald's? <laughs> There's a lot of McDonald's. I mean, what with McDonald's? I said, go McDonald's, McDonald's. I said, where? I said, oh my God, this is going to be really bad. <laughs> uh, so uh, 
I say, here I am, where, you know, uh, around me, they have Kentucky, and then, you know, the street called, uh, uh, oh my God, uh, First Street, and, uh, uh, oh, I completely, but it wasn't that far. Mm. It wasn't that far from mm. his place, a couple miles. So it took us almost a whole day. Took him, me, almost a whole day. Because finally, if I found, he found someone that speaks English, you know, it's mm-hmm. a teenager you know, that live in, uh, in that community. Most of us. 80% that live in that apartment is Cambodian. I see. 80%. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a lot. Wow. Probably around 100, maybe. Oh, 100 family. Wow. Yeah. That's even more than Portland. Oh, yeah. Way, way, way more. Portland was Portland. only like 15 Cambodian mm-hmm. families. This mm-hmm. is a big Cambodian so hub. Yeah. yeah. So we found these uh, teenage guys speak, you know, English. So we, so we talked to him and finally... Four thirty, four, 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 five o'clock at, at evening. Then we got together. <laughs> it was so exciting. And uh, did he have a Haven't big seen space? each other for almost ten years. So where did you stay in that apartment? How big was it? One bedroom apartment. You know. Oh. It's just like a, actually, it's just like a studio. Mm. Yeah. So you stayed in the living room. I'm staying in the living room. I see on the couch. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what was the arrangement with him? He was going to house you, and what was your plan? I told him I wanted to come to Los Angeles to, to get a job because uh, there's no job in, in Portland. Mm. I told him, he said, yeah, stay with me and uh, do whatever you want to do. And uh, he, at the time, he was uh, baking. Donut. He's a baker. He was a baker. And he was trained from the uh, Donut King, uh, Tech, Tech Nangoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's the first Cambodian that came to, uh, to America. He was able to learn about making donuts. And I think he was the one that really was, um, you know, the, the leader in, in training all these people how to really make donuts. Make donuts. And um, so, yeah, this learning, seeing your uncle, that's probably the first time you ever really learned about Cambodians in the donut industry because in Portland, you didn't see any of that. I didn't pay much attention right. about the donut uh, industry. Mm-hmm. I really just focus on my goal, mm-hmm. get a job, what I learn from college, mm-hmm. try to get that job. Which is I did after one week. So I went around and applied. So I got the job the next, uh, you know, the next, the next, in a couple of days, they mm. call in. It was a small company that make a part for, uh, uh, for, for, for Boeing, not Boeing. Uh, at that time, it, they make the part for B1 bomber. It's a government uh, contract. For I see. Some part, you know. I uh, see. So, uh, um, and I was happy. I got eight dollar 
between eight and nine. I'm not, you know, dollars an hour. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 a lot of money. Then uh, I stay with uncle, and then now I'm, I'm stopping good money. I'm was so feel so good, uh, and try to learn more about American teenage young and all that. They all go to drink. They all go to party after Saturday, Sunday. I was, uh, I was learn and everything. So I went to Hollywood. I drink with them. I drunk and you know because I never had money left because now I'm starting go to a little bit off road now and just like try to learn from. I mean the lifestyle here for the young, young people, young people, and now you have money so. You're not saving any of it. You're using it to go and every hang out. Every weekend, Friday, we got the check and we, we, we Psst, blow it all. Blow them all. <laughs> this was David Uncle. So, so and then. Uh, oh, yeah. you were young. After six months, I stayed with, I believe I stayed with, with, with Uncle for six months. And then he baked donut every night. You know, and then do you uh, know? Remember which store he baked at? Yeah, called Rose Donut in Diamond Bar. Ah, okay. Uh, Does it still exist today? I believe so. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, then uh, I realized it. Oh my God! You know, I I never save money. I work in uh, this company. I mean, you know, and then uh, I feel like I have no freedom, and. Uh, why do you uh, say that when you say you feel like you have no freedom? Unworked, you know, because they, they tell you what time you got to have to go to eat, you take a break and all of that. Now you, now you real, yeah, now you got freedom. Now you expectation, like one more. Mm. That's how I was feel. You know, I said, oh, I, I, I might want to do something, something bigger, yeah, something else, something else, you know, and, uh, were you enjoying uh, work at that time? I, I I did. I did, you know, because of the money. Were you good at it? Uh, I was good at it. Mm-hmm. I was good at it, you know. And then it just, your, 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 your brain is not relaxed. It's just like, you know, always thinking, you know, when you was 20, 20 some years old, you, you want the challenge. Mm-hmm. That's what you come, that's what the whole purpose that I come to the big town, to big city for. And now I learn. Now I got a job. Now I went, you know, uh, uh, on a weekend, and then I said, "Wow, this is not good." And then I realize, uh, uh, not realize, I'd still enjoy it, you know, when with friend and drink and all of that. And then, uh, and then I'm thinking, one day I want to visit uh, my auntie because it's my uncle' wife. It's my auntie's daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Where do they live? They live in uh, Anaheim Hill. I which see. Which is, is a very nice community. So because she, she, she came to the United States way before us. Before the Khmer Rouge. Before the Khmer Rouge. So they were able to skip it. Yes. Mm, lucky. Yes. So. To make the story short, because it's the reason why my dad, that's my auntie, is my dad's uh, older sister. Right. When they was in Cambodia and before Khmer Rouge, they, 
do some business together, mm-hmm. partnership. Sure. And see, her husband passed away when she was forty years old. So mm-hmm. my dad taking care of her, and then when the Khmeru came in, so my dad sent all the money put in Thailand bank, gave it to her, and sent her to Thailand. The whole family. Mm, okay. So then get, she, get her out of the country so she can be safe. Right. Mm-hmm. Reason why she doesn't really want to see my dad because she afraid that my dad asks for the money back. Back. But dad doesn't want the money back. It doesn't matter. We went. We went through Kmeru this four and a half year. We lucky that we still alive. And we start new life here in America. Right. That's what. So, but I was young. I was still thinking. I said, "Hey, it's a family here." So I said, I, "I'm living pretty close to her, Santa Ana to Anaheim Hill. It's not, it's not far." Right. Ten minute, fifteen minute. So one day I call her, and uh, she didn't answer the phone. Then, then I call her again. She pick up, and then uh, uh, see her two more daughter. But they've been here for so long. They 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 know they know how you know, how the uh, American uh, uh, culture is culture. like. Yeah, they've yeah. been here for a lot a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, "Can I visit?" You know, because I haven't seen her like a long time. So I just still respect her as my aunt. So I went. She said, "Yeah." Come in, and uh, I got off from work around three o'clock because I start early. Mm-hmm. It started uh, six o'clock. Get out at three, so I I I just went straight from my workplace to to her house, single home, beautiful up on the hill, you know, and uh, one storage home. Uh, live with her two daughter. I came in. Because of course, you know, working clothes, it smell like you know. You deal with the uh, with the machine shop all day, all day. It smell so. And so I knocked the door. I went in, and she opened the door. Well, I don't think she really recognized me that much, you know, because it's for so long, right? You know, and plus, you know, my clothes like you know so dirty. So, so she did. Talk to me, not normal. Uh, just didn't talk much. She didn't let me sit in the sofa, which is I understand because you were dirty. Dirty, sure. I mean, it's not dirty, dirty. Not that bad. I mean, you know, it's just the front. They have a couple. You know what Oil I'm saying? Stains, yeah, well, I see. Just a little bit. I mean, it's not like. So, so I she- sit. Uh, the the. She sit in a you know the chair, which is fine. It's okay. Right. I mean, it's okay. And she was sitting there so far, and we talked a little bit about uh, Cambodian, and and she did ask me uh, my f- future plan. So I told her I just graduated and got a job, and at that time she owned a few donut shop already, make a lot of money. Oh wow! Yeah, make a lot. It's the same time as a donut king. I see. Same generation. Same, same generation. Same, you know, they start at the same time. So. I see. Uh, and um, 
And the two daughters came out, uh, the one, the older one came out, didn't really say hi or anything, just look at me like a stranger. And I know her, she know me. Mm-hmm. And it was close to dinner time. I think, you know, they already cooked dinner and all of that and then didn't give offer me any water, anything. They they look I, I, I can I feel it. I feel it. They really look down at me. I I I, I can see it. Look real you know, uh uh, uh I, I feel something and then when dinner time and then, you know, I didn't stay long, uh when dinner time, you know, because from my workplace to her uh, it took about 45 minutes, uh, maybe half an hour, close to five o'clock, so dinner time. So they had dinner. They didn't even offer, you know, all of these things here because, it, you know what I'm saying here? So you just sat in the living room said, by said, No, no. I sat in there. Just, you know, they... They, they just so, ate in uh, front of you? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they did. They, they did. With, without offering a plate? No. Nothing. So I then I feel like, oh, wow. Uh, uh, the dog didn't talk to me much at all. I mean, they just look at me. She, you know, this a piece of dirt, you know. That mm-hmm. I can, I can get the, uh, you know, the impression, impression, you know, from the way they look and all of that. And so I, 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 I say, oh, okay, well, I, I gotta go. Uh, so in the middle of dinner. Yes, and then, of course, yeah, they have nothing to talk and nothing to. In other words, they not welcome you. Right. So wow. I feel so, so down, so upset, you know, so hurt, so painful. Then, before I said goodbye, in my heart, in my mind, inside me, I set up, I said, I will do better. I will do better. So I walked from that door and then. I'm changing completely after, after I walk, after I left that house. I actually do remember the first time my dad kind of mentioned the story to me. It was in a car ride, actually not long before doing this recording. And when he told me, I... Remember, he almost he he almost looked like he was about to cry, like he was almost back in that place of deep, deep insecurity, that feeling of worthlessness. And if you guys happen to listen to other business books of entrepreneur people and famous, successful people around the world. It's pretty common to find along their story that there was one particular moment in their life that they had felt they switched something off and focused and turned everything towards their goal. Something happened, whether it's somebody that looked down on them, somebody who treated them badly, that made them propel themselves towards a dream. And um, for Robert, this was it. This was the moment. It gave me so much energy, so much motivation. Motivation. So I stopped drinking. I'm trying to save money. I'm stop everything. You know, stop partying, partying, and all of that. Then, 
I came back to uh, to the apartment, talked to my uncle, and he asked how was it. I said, mm, "That's it, it was pretty bad." Mm-hmm. I told him my how I feel. So he told me the same thing too. See, when he came in uh, the first day, they gave him dog food to eat. Wow. Yep. Because it didn't know any better. Amen. Yeah. So. Wow. Uh, yeah. And when they were So my say? uncle eat, was eating dog food for a while. <laughs> because he didn't know. So uh, anyway, uh, it, was, it was bad. That's what it made me, make me. And now I'm thank you for them, for them treating me. Otherwise, I didn't really, really, I still want to get my goal, but this is going to be, give me a really, really booster, you know, to get, you know, fast and all of that. So after, after that, in a couple of weeks, so I talked to my uncle, I said, can you teach me how to make donut? Why don't I just look at your book? Because he, at that time, he already leased the business from the uh, Donut King's family. Mm-hmm. One of Donut King's sister. Mm-hmm. They owned a lot of donut shop at the time. So they leased one to him. So I said, can I just go and look at your P&L? So he, yeah, yeah. I said, you know, he, he loved to, you know, for me to just handle his boat, you know. Right. So he's just baking donut. Right. So I handle his bow. I said, "Wow, this is this is good. This is great. You can make a lot of money. I can make a lot of money. Way more money than the yeah. And that's why you know, Auntie, telling me don't ever do donut shop. She when when you were there to visit her, yes, she told you to never do donut shops. No. Never do donut shop. I remember so well. Hmm. So uh, then uh, I uh, looked at it, the P&L, uh, for two, three months, and then worked on Saturday and Sunday as a cashier and helping him out. Then after three months, I quit the job, quit the other job. I said, why don't I just go and go work for you? He said, huh? I cannot afford you mm-hmm. for nine, eight, ten dollars an hour. Eight, right. Nine. I said, no, just give, just, I'm, I'm work for you free. That's fine. That's okay. I'm, I'm just want to learn something. So that's why I'm, I'm working so hard. I, 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 I work at a cashier. I didn't really have a chance to learn how to bake, you know. I happen icing a little bit at right. night here and there. Not not much. It's just most of it's focus on in the front. Right. Because I handled the the book. Count the money and all that. I say, oh my God, this is great. Because you know you pay, I think at that time he paid uh the owner the business owner for six thousand dollar, and we still make like six, seven thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Your uncle, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot, a lot of money. That's a lot of money. 
at that time that you're talking about 40 years ago. Right. It's a lot of money. I said, oh, wow. I said, no, this is, I'm going to change it. I'm going to do donut shop. After three months, I, three, four months, I'm starting looking donut shop. I said, no, no, I'm going to, I, I said, this is definitely, I'm going to go to this round. 